Yeah, it's my week, isn't it? No, it's my it's week. It's your week, oh, shit. <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome to Off the Beaten Cliff. This week, we are doing 400-pound back squat by Bill Murray. We are indeed. So let's get into it. All right, guys, we're here. We're talking about Bill Murray's 400-pound back squat. Yep, not the actor Bill Murray, to be clear. I think it's a play on his name, for sure. Certainly, but it's spelled B-I-L-M-U-R-I. Yes, love it. Uh, I mentioned a little bit of the backstory with Bill Murray last week. Uh, It's Johnny Frank uh, from Attack, Attack, The March Ahead. Um, While he's been away, he has mastered whatever genre this is, and it's a lot of fun and this is all produced by him i think it's a brainchild between him and a couple other people i didn't look them up but um if you look at the bottom of the album it also says uh johnny frank production so you know this is this is a johnny frank uh brainchild yeah, and i is, yeah. i love it it's a love child yeah yes and uh it's it kind of feels like a passion project like someone's yeah. side project or yeah. something and um i'm excited to get into opening thoughts here in a second First off, this album came out a couple weeks ago. September 27th is oh, when it came shit. out. I didn't realize it was that new. It's very, very new because I'd, I'd kept an eye on them and, I, and then I saw a couple TikToks and I saw them on my release radar and it was just like, it was the perfect storm of like getting into different kind of music. Yeah. Um, I kind of, I wanted you to think I was going to do Turnstile this week. And so I tried to go for something that I thought would be kind of a perfect mixture of what you and I enjoy with mm-hmm. music. It's kind of like Strawberry Girls where it was just like from the second I heard it I was like, "Yep. Yes. Yep. Yep. I don't know what it is, but I, I I love it." So, I want to get your opening thoughts, Kev. Uh yeah, no, I just um I really had no preconceived notions of what this album or what this band was going to be. But as soon as you showed me the song names last week, I was like, "Yep, yeah, fuck it. I'm in. Let's go." Well, I want I'm all in. All the all the songs are all caps with no spaces. They're absolutely ridiculous and I just couldn't wait to listen to it. And once once I started listening to it, it was something that was entirely foreign but still familiar at the same time, which is always an interesting place to be when you're listening to something new because you have that touchstone of familiarity even if you don't know where it necessarily is in like the ether of space. You just know there's something familiar there somewhere in a 3D space around you. And it's great. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, I really, really enjoyed listening to this album. It's short and sweet. Yeah. It's seven songs long, so it's not like a true album per se. It's like a, a short album or a long EP. I couldn't, I couldn't really decipher which it was, but call it an album just for the sake of ease. Yeah. And I think it's 23 minutes. Yeah. But it's, there's so much packed into each song that it almost feels like a bunch of mini songs just kind of pushed together. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, I kind of have the same thoughts with my opening thoughts, just wild, and it was it was perfect for a, a week after a metal album. Yeah, it was that was kind of trying and pushing the boundaries, and then this was just like we're gonna take all the boundaries and throw them out the window. Yeah. And sometimes you, that just breaks the monotony of like I picked, you know, a pop punk album, you picked a metal album, and mm-hmm. it was like 
and whatever this is. It, it's kind of <laughs> like what twerp was. Like yeah. well, every song is just so condensed and or dense and so so much to unpack. So I'm I'm excited that this one at least was short and we didn't have to decipher a bunch of songs. It was seven songs and it was quick and it was fun. And those fucking Spotify animations. Just incredible. I'm gonna. I, I I start every single song with my notes about what the animation is. So, uh, if you if you listen to this, please, and you have Spotify, please take a second to watch the animations. He looks like an anime He Man. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It reminded me of more of like um, that Adult Swim style, like Super Jail and stuff like like that animation style for sure. Uh, it's 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 it was something that I was. It was immediately. Uh, like a good cultural touchstone for me because I was like, oh yeah, this this is this is funny. Like this animation style is funny to me. Yeah, and it, it <laughs> everything about it was fun, and I I was so excited to show you that I was I was so sure that you were gonna like it that uh I wanted to I wanted to get the the video working just so I could get your first reaction to hearing <laughs> it. So without further ado, let's just get into the album, shall let's we? Do it. Uh, song number one. It's all caps and all one word. Lord Farquaadzilla. Yes. Uh, love it. Yeah, First I, off, what a reference. I don't know what it means, but I love it. Lord Farquaad from I mean, I uh, Shrek. Lord I, know, I know Lord <laughs> Farquaad from Shrek. I also know Godzilla. I don't know what that portmanteau means. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I know there's like sexy Lord Farquaad on TikTok. <laughs> yeah. um, so I'd imagine it's just like another funny play on. Can you imagine like a beefed up Lord Farquaad? Yes. The the mental image was enough to make me chuckle. That, that rule thirty four is out there somewhere. <laughs> uh, but we opened this this song like the weekend, and mm-hmm. I was yeah, it's, I had the same exact note. It's it's so uncanny that he can make his voice sound like that, and that's kind of what we were used to with Johnny Frank. Mm-hmm. He had the super high uh, high register for for vocals, and. I, obviously, people get older and their voices change, but his voice has gotten so much deeper and so better for this genre. Mm-hmm. But to start out, I was like, "Oh, this is the Johnny Frank I remember," and it's it sounded really cool. And it's got R and B and R and B beat and some low vocals, and then it just explodes into this big drum and verse and uh, chorus. And I feel indifferent. I I've been saying that all week. I feel indifferent. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then the, the song just soars into this mini guitar solo, and the the wah that sounds like a like an eighties hair band. Mm-hmm. Every this song is just all over the place. This whole album is. I think the first half is like super all over the place. Yeah, I think he's just trying some shit out for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but after the second chorus, we break into this like synth metal and auto tuned uh, vocal. And it's so erratic that it almost felt like, at times, like the album last week with uh, Gojira, where it was just like, boom, 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 yeah, just like snapping you all over the place. But but in a good way, right? It's yeah. Like, it's not it's not so herky jerky that it's like, why well, this is unlistenable? It's like, oh shit, this is a cool ride. Like I I can't wait for to see what the next is around the next bend. For sure, it's a fine it's a fine line for sure in in music. And this has got their most listens on Spotify. Yep. Uh, five hundred seventy-four thousand. I'm surprised it's not jacked and stacked mass monster. That's probably number two or three, I imagine. Um, it's the top song right now, but I think it's because it wasn't a single beforehand. Sure. Um. So yeah. Oh, what are your thoughts on Laura Farquaadzilla? Uh. So first of all, the Spotify animation for this is, uh, I'm what I'm assuming is the Bill Murray character doing a screaming squat while riding a flaming comet. 
it's i'm assuming it's the 400 pound back squat as well so yeah. it's it's amazing it's just it's this really cool again like super jail squid billies type of animation like that kind of shitty but also pretty good kind of animation it's yeah. it's it's really cool um yeah no i had the same exact thoughts it's immediate weekend vibes but more of like the daft punk produced weekend stuff where it was more electric pop rather than just straight up pop or like r&b pop it's more of that like i said that Starboy, like daft punk produced uh weekend stuff so yeah and, but it's like that ends almost immediately and becomes something much cooler. It's like a neon future emo anime music. That's the best way I can kind of describe this because that's what it sounds like. It sounds like uh, the music and anime that you would find in like the 80s, early 90s, like Akira, the stuff that was like really focused on like a neon future, like Neo Tokyo, Evangelion, stuff like that. That's the kind, this is the kind of like music you would see riding through in the neon streets of neo tokyo and that that just it was just so such a cool vibe for me that i I couldn't help but fall in love right away i was like yeah this is this shit rocks uh yeah it just perfectly sums up what you're about to hear i think it's not it's not an intentional opener uh, but it does really set up what you're about to hear sonically from bill murray you know you're gonna get some wild rides and it's it's poppy but it's also rocky it's also metally it's also edm <laughs> i think he purposefully adds things to where like oh the radio is not gonna want this yeah that, i think that's probably true i uh, i don't know if he would purposely sabotage himself like that but i think there's a, there's a certain bit of hubris that artists have it's like oh, how far can i push it and still make this listenable and I think there's a lot of that going on here. It's like, how how far can I push this pop sound until it's not really pop anymore? And it, yeah, let me throw in, this song has been sugar, a song later on gets sugary sweet, mm-hmm. and then just like a random breakdown. Yeah. You're like, oh, this is like, hey, if you ever try and make this to the radio, no fucking way. <laughs> no <laughs> chance. There's no radio edit to this. Yeah, I was going to say, unless there's a radio edit, but it's impossible. <laughs> uh, so track two, you ready for it? Yeah, I think so. It's called A Cowboy's Heavy Load featuring Kaikyo. This is the only, me and Bill were talking about this before the episode. I was like, I, I was really trying to write down all the features because there's a feature on almost every song in this mm-hmm. album. And this is the only one I had the patience or wherewithal to put down. So good for you, Kaikyo. If you're listening, I, uh, you're good thing you were on the front of the album. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the Spotify animation for this is Curls for the Girls while riding a speeder bike from Star Wars. And it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's more of like a traditional electro, electro rock opening. I think you start to see more of that as the album goes on. It kind of devolves, not devolves, but kind of settles into that kind of electro rock more than the dubby. Like uh, I don't know. It's it feels more um, experimental in the beginning of the album, like you were saying yeah. before, and it kind of settles into a pocket that sounds very much like the beginning of this song at some point. Oh, also, by the way, I took all of my notes in all caps. I was going to do it with no spaces as well, just to oh my God. <laughs> pay homage to the uh, song titles. But you would I would have like, never been able to read I was like, that. yeah, there's no way I can read this. So, you remember uh, when Twitter was first a thing and it would be like hashtag and people would put like two sentences. Yeah, it's crazy. With, yeah. no, with no capitalization at the start of each word. So you had no idea what the fucking <laughs> hashtag was. It took me years to figure out what hashtags even were. Yeah. So, Early Twitter was awesome. Yeah. Anyway. Was. I was reintroduced to the term chuggy uh, this week, and we are the chuggiest fuckers there is. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. We're chuggy, dude. That's crazy. 
Mm. I forgot all about the shit that. Shit we listen to is chuggy. The shit we like is chuggy. Yeah. Like, I feel like sharing gifts is chuggy now, which makes me feel super stupid. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's that's so. Awesome. For those of you that don't know, chuggy is basically what millennials do. Yeah. It's basically millennial behavior. It's 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 the okay boomer for millennials. Yeah. And we used to make fun of people, and we've become the very thing we hated. We are the meme. We are the meme now. Damn. Mm-hmm. Damn. Mm-hmm. Sucks. Well. Anyway, <laughs> let's get on with this chewy podcast here. <laughs> uh, the really understated verses, I think, are really nice. There's like a nice, like ambient bed to it, and it's it's almost like a cool, like cool down from the last track. It's like okay, we're we're settling into an album now. This feels more like a cohesive song, more than rather than just like a money shot of what this band is from the first, yeah. <laughs> from the yeah. first song. Uh, but the chorus is like, it's super poppy in the best possible way. And Johnny Franks uh, really shows off his vocal chops here for the first time. Um, and it's just got a really super nice outro. So yeah, a, a good second track on a seven track album. It almost sounds like the main starting out. And I, sure. I was really excited about that because they have like a very particular sound uh, with their guitar and just you know alt rock guitars just like get get the juices flowing for me. Sure. And the pre chorus sounds so intricate when it gets like the EDM woven into mm-hmm. it. Um and I just love the way it kind of downplays how big this chorus is gonna be. Yeah, and it does. When his vocals come in for that chorus, it's like, oh shit. Like this guy's got it. And I don't remember him having vocals like that back in the day. And maybe it's because he was with other people who were like, you either sing really high or you scream and that's all you got. Yeah. And just being on your own and being able to like experiment and like really have the time to like hone your craft into something like this is really cool. You know, it reminds me of that TikTok that you sent me that I've seen a couple of times since where they're making fun of like listening to emo bands as you get older and it's I'm the screamer who screams because I can't sing. I wish I would have spit in your mouth every time I kissed you. <laughs> yes. Um, it's in that trope. There's the clean singer and then there's that guy. Yeah. And he can even scream. We, yeah. we get that later on. Yeah. Um, but yes, the, the featured vocals from Kaiko? Kaiko, I believe is how it would be pronounced. Okay. I, I need you here for that. <laughs> Any kind of pronunciation from anything other than the United States, I'm going to need your help. <laughs> <laughs> and even then, I struggle. I mean, um, I don't know if I'm correct. It's just, it's just my. You're way more confident sure. than I am. Uh, but, you know, the featured vocals um, take the song transitioning into EDM, alt pop. It's just, it's it's understated how, how great those kind of features can yeah. be. I would call this, if I had to label this music act, it would be like alt electro pop or like prog electro pop something i think that's probably the cleanest way to put it so let's just go with yeah yeah. frog electro pop he's gonna get mad and the next album is gonna be something completely different yeah sure because i i get the feeling he doesn't want to be put in a box probably probably not and like i said that's just the cleanest that doesn't cover everything that happens Mm -hmm. but i really like the lyrics how can i feel free need to move through the sadness Mm -hmm. i was like hell yeah these like crazy songs the lyrics are still kind of about you know tackling self-loathing and sadness and it's just very universal stuff you ready to get into jack and jacked and stacked mass monster i am uh track number three i'll let you describe the animation right, so the spotify animation is a yeah. one-handed clean and jerk while riding a droid that's it incredible yeah it's very similar to the first animation of the back squat on a flaming meteor 
just writing like looks like kind of like the droid from uh, the beginning of empire strikes back but i don't know it, it's great it's Could a one be. it's a one-handed 400 pound clean and jerk the guy is a monster <laughs> he's gonna win the crossfit games that's for so sure clearly um the drum intro with the guitars yeah sheesh <laughs> no yes we're, no we're chuggy we can't pretend that hey, we're let's, not chuggy dude <laughs> we're gonna lean into it uh <laughs> It's such. It's got the coolest intro, I think, on the album. Um, yeah, I agree. There's auto-tune vocals uh, for the first half of the verse, um, but Johnny's vocals come back and lead us into another amazing chorus. Yeah. And I think this is the track two and three are the strongest for me, at least. And it's got maybe the most traditionally structured song that we've heard so far. Mm-hmm. Um, that is until we until it isn't <laughs> until until we get that 2010 era breakdown that's like metalcore where all momentum is just stopped in its track. It's a dubstep. It's literally dubstep. Oh yeah, that's a dubstep breakdown. Really? Yeah. So dubstep and metalcore have more in common than that's they think. well. That's what initially got me back into EDM was dubstep because I was like, oh, this is just the metal of EDM. Yeah. It's it's low. It's heavy. It's slow. And it's just fucking rocks your face off. Yeah, very cool. And then it just goes right back into the rest of the song like it never even happened. Yeah. And I love that. Um, this is their top song on Spotify with 213,000 listening listens. Uh, yeah, and it's their top song with good reason. I think there's, the, I think everything you just mentioned is the reason why it's the top song or top listened to song currently. It's the most cohesive. Uh, it's it's. It feels like this feels like a really great middle of an album track and then condensed seven song structure. Like you're going to get that at song three. And I think it's perfectly placed. I think you get this is probably this this sound fully realized, I think. And it's most put together form. Yeah, perfected. Yeah, I don't want to say perfected because I don't think it's it's something you can perfect necessarily i don't think it's meant to be perfected Mm -hmm. but it's it's certainly the most accessible maybe that's the best way to put it uh it it almost feels like a beach song like it's got like a definite cali vibe to it which i think is cool Mm -hmm. especially because it's it's so much different from what we've been hearing so far on this album and like you said that quick that quick drum drum fill just to start everything out is fucking sex dude it's Mm -hmm. so good and it's again it's like a half second but it's it's it really sets the tone for this song and it gets you in the mind like, okay, this is going to be a dope song. It's just little little stuff like that. Like I talked about last week uh, with Gojira, that little like tambourine hit on that song you hated. That set the <laughs> mood so, so well for me. And it's just little tiny stuff like that that you wouldn't think would make a huge difference that makes all the difference in the world. So, yeah, you, again, you can tell when people have been doing it and recording for a long time and because they know how to build an album track like this. So... Yeah, anyway, I don't have a whole lot to add. The dubstep breakdown is just incredible because it comes out of fucking nowhere, but it's it somehow it still fits because I think you he's he did such a good job establishing that this was possible in the last two tracks that hey, better watch out because <laughs> I can just throw fucking muck in your face at any point. So I was really excited to show this to your brother because yeah, I knew he would yeah, like and it. He loved it. Uh you guys have been uh Little little buddy, clicking. little buddy buddy with yeah. your picks here. You know, I think he's rubbing elbows with me. He's trying to get back in good graces. He's <laughs> well, trying to move his way you're up. You're the one that demoted him in the first place. <laughs> he's got he's got to suck up to you. I did a it for bit. the bit. Yeah. And you know, Louis just kind of well not lost his look, spot. Look, Louis always turns in his email first. Yeah. Uh, he's he's been a significant contributor every week. You know, it's just we we play the hot hand. It is what it is. When you know, 
you know, when Alex Smith got demoted and they put Colin Kaepernick in there, no one was like, oh, poor Alex Smith. They yeah. were like, play the hot hand. And then another example, whenever, you know, when Alex Smith got replaced by Patrick Mahomes, nobody was like, oh, man, poor Alex Smith. <laughs> we saw his bone that one week, but poor, <laughs> whatever, play the hot hand. I mean, when he almost got his leg amputated, then yes, people were like, poor Alex Smith. Yeah. So. So what we're saying is, Ben, if you get really, really hurt, then you might move up. What we're three. saying is you're Alex Smith. <laughs> the, the correlation's uncanny. Red hair. <laughs> you are the Alex Smith of this podcast. <laughs> Why is that such a slap in the I face? I don't know, because it feels bad. It doesn't feel good to say. Like, it's my brother, man. I love him. It feels really bad. I love Alex Smith, but that just feels so mean. You know what? Alex Smith is a really good sideline correspondent. Yeah. Nicest guy in the world. Yeah. Yeah, but. (laughs) Comeback player of the year. (laughs) But always a bridesmaid, you know? (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway, yeah. I was like, this is my palate cleanser, if there is such a thing on a seven-song album. Yeah. So. I think I had a palate cleanser, but it's way later. It can't be much later. There's only four songs. I, I don't know. Uh, you ready to move on? I'm ready to move on to level 99 Roid, Roid Mage. Roid Mage. And I said, let's fucking go. I love the high fantasy feel in the beginning with the soaring guitar and like just really cool like synth riffage. Like you think about like 80s fantasy m- movies. That's what it sounds like. Funky. Funky is not the word I would use, but I, I couldn't get funk out of my. I hold on, look at my second bullet point right here. Uh, funk is just says funk, funk in all caps. Funk. This. You're, this by the is, way, your bullet points piss me off. Why? They're they're not filled in. Look, when you're done with it, you can click it. Oh, so you made like a. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, I don't tell you how to take your notes. <laughs> you were going to put you, all your words here's together. The thing. Do you sit there and click each bullet as you finish it? After each song, I, I click through them no. to let me know. No. We're, what song are we on again? You ask me that all the time. And guess true. what? I don't have to. I don't have to wonder because <laughs> I click along. All right. Whatever, man. Short albums always get us. This is this yeah. always happens. We, we unravel. We got more room to, to play around. <laughs> that's true. Got so much room for activities here. Again, that's such a chuggy reference. God, God. It. We suck, dude. We should just start referencing Wedding Crashers, <laughs> Step Brothers. Yeah. Like on the Trey Wingo. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Spot of the Spotify animation here is this is the last new animation, which is which was a disappointment. Mm-hmm. But it's a great one to end on. It's a military. The guy is military pressing a pile of boulders that are suspended underneath him on a rock that is jutting out of a waterfall. And it's it's just it's, a beautiful, it's incredible. Scene. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's not a naked military press. He's doing it on a bench, so he's not standing up. And he, that, that would have been real beefy. Yeah, but, you know, you got you got to take it easy sometimes. It's level ninety nine, not level one hundred. <laughs> that's right. That's right. You're right. Uh, anyway, it's uh, it's just it's a cool song. Uh, it, it's all of a sudden becomes like this killer screamo track out of nowhere. And it's like, what the fuck, man? Like you think you would, ex- ex- you know, be used to it by now, but it never, because it never lasts very long. It's always like 20 seconds and it goes back to like the main kind of like poppy electro feel. But those little hits, it's like, I don't know. It's what I imagine doing a bump of cocaine feels like, like you just need that little bit of extra energy to just to get you through whatever the next task is. You just go, you know, sniff sniff that coke in your your pinky nail real quick, and you get to going. Or like five hour energy shots, like yeah. I've never I I haven't had one since high school when oh. I got palpitations from them. But I fucking love five. Hour I remember energy. you you just take a swig and you're like, oh, 
Oh, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Shit just laser focuses me, dude. It doesn't, like, make me hyper. It just fucking... It's like what I imagine Adderall would do to me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, anyway. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, that's really all I have to say. We're pretty well-versed with drugs, as you could tell. (laughs) Um, We're drug guys. (laughs) Yeah, this is my favorite track. I think the sax outro really sold it for me as being my favorite track. I think that both the intro and the outro... It's like when I'm training people at work. It's like people are going to remember how they're greeted and how they're left at the register. So anything that happens in between obviously is important, but not near as important as that first and last impression. Yeah, yeah you're right. And I'm not crazy about this chorus, but the post-chorus saxophone... Is that saxophone? I'm assuming so. That saxophone made me... It's great. Climax. Yeah, any sax solo in any song, especially a pop song... It's becoming more popular. Yeah. It's becoming more popular and I just, it gets me every time. It's not, it's not something I think I'll ever get tired of if it's used in moderation. Dude, that sax solo in that, what, I'm on the edge of glory or whatever from Lady Gaga, that shit is fucking killer. And that song largely is terrible, Mm -hmm. but that sax solo is fucking great. And I love Lady Gaga, but that song sucks except (laughs) that's that sax solo. That sax solo in How Dare You Want More? Yeah. Oh my God. And then the whole band comes. Yeah, we can if talk you can about do is, well, this. Is not the sax episode, but we're getting there. We're we're getting close. Yeah, the sax draft. <laughs> we could do. We actually should do that. Like next summer, we'll do like an all time like saxophone pop song draft. That would. Yeah, be we go write it down because there's so many, dude. Yes. Anyway, um, yeah. But I was expecting it again after the second course. I was expecting that saxophone to come back, mm-hmm. and he just threw in that that um, fucking metal breakdown. Yeah. I think it was like, a, oh, you think you know what's coming? You have no idea. Yeah, go fuck yourself. And I had <laughs> I had no idea he could scream like this. I mentioned it earlier. It blew my socks off. I, mm-hmm. I love the scream, and it sounded so well rehearsed. It's like, dude, you could have been doing this for a living. Mm-hmm. You could have kicked everybody else out of your band, and you could have... Uh, Attack Attack was what it was, but it was like, dude, this band could have been so much better. Yeah. Because he was in it with the guy from Beartooth. Oh, really? Those two guys produce their own music now. It's just like they grew up in music, so I think that helps. Mm-hmm. But if those guys, like, I know they made a track together. Instead of called Stick Stickly, uh, they made a, a song called Thick Thickly. Nice. And it was, like, great to hear them together, together again. But it's like, dang, these guys make their own music and do it all themselves. It's so impressive. Yeah. And that's my I love attack attack speech. But anyway, <laughs> the sax comes back to finish the song as if like, hey, I know you thought this was coming and here's your consolation yeah, prize. This is, this, thanks for sticking with us here. <laughs> here's a goodie bag yeah. with the sax in the bag for you. Um, so track number five, large throbbing positive mindset. And the song is, the lyrics are so depressing <laughs> that it's such a fun uh, dichotomy, I think. Uh, it's kind of like losing hope and despair. And I thought it was really cool to like make a song sound so like sexual, but positive, mm-hmm. but the lyrics do not reflect that. Yeah. But I love going for an, an all alt pop song with, with good lyrics. And it's, it puts a lot of the alt pop that I've been listening to and making my songs of the show. It kind of puts it to shame. Yeah. Like if, if he would ever focus on a genre, he would thrive in it for sure. And I really like, uh, the feature, and I thought it was perfectly placed in this song. Did you write the person's name down? Uh, Trella. Trella. Okay. T R E L L A. And at the one forty five mark, uh, we've gotten to the point. Is he going to do an all all pop song? Nope. No. 
youth aren't wrong. And uh, before you can even finish that thought, it immediately turns into a metal thrasher, but only for like 20, 25 seconds. Yeah, it's and it's another one of those, like after the second chorus, we're going to do something crazy. And then we're going to, we're going to finish the song and kind of, it's almost like, I think I wrote down like riding the wave when you ride the big wave and you're like, all right, I'm going to just take it in. Yeah. You just coast. You just ride it the rest of the way in. And it, it felt really good to like not have any more surprises. I think if there would have been another breakdown or another scream at the end, it would have been like, oh, no, no. But this like let you kind of peacefully ride the song out, especially for a track five. You saying that reminded me of one of my favorite things I've ever heard in music, which is the chorus of Kick Push. Where he's like, kick, push, kick, push, coast. Yes. And you just, you, you can feel that, dude. Even if you've never skated before, that's kind of what this is. It's that coast part. It, it's just, oh man, it's so f- oh, I fucking love that song. Anyway, <laughs> that that you talking about that reminded me of that and it just, again, that is the power of music because I could I, we were able to apply that to something completely different. Fucking most one of the ah love that shit. Anyway, uh, my thoughts on this. We're back to the meteor squat, so we're we're rerunning re- re- through the animations at this point, which is fine. I was yeah. ready for to see the meteor squat again. But this is the most straightforward electronic track on the album, I think, until it isn't for like that 10, 20 seconds of like screamo, metalcore, whatever the fuck you want to call it. It's, it's again, we kind of get the formula at this point. It's it's not as surprising as it, as it used to be, but it's still really effective. Like, because it's, it's, it's peppered in where, because like, music is all about like repetition and you're ex- being able to kind of predict what's happening. That's why all pop songs sound the same. That's why there's the same three chord progressions in a lot of pop songs. That's why when people do like, oh, I didn't think these two songs would ever fit together. It's like, fuck, fuck you. Do, do, yeah, do a shit, little bit yeah. of research into music theory. You can see uh, most pop is the same tempo, and it's the same three chords for a lot of it. So, yes. You, you, wow, you didn't break any ground, Mr. Mashup. Oh, good for you, Fitz and Misery Business. Really well. <laughs> it's almost like, like oh, this is such a cursed mashup. Ugh. This is, again, this is us not getting Gen Z. <laughs> yeah. We but are, now people have been doing this forever. Yeah. So, anyway, <laughs> I'm. this is me except this is my acceptance stage of me being uh, an older millennial at this point yeah so we thought we were hip i'm not hip bill murray's still pretty hip though yeah i think so i think they're they're certainly more hip than we are mm-hmm. so <laughs> it's not saying much I, I don't know maybe i'm just projecting this onto you too and i'm just really no we're together now okay cool <laughs> we are if we're old we're old together <laughs> you're still in your 20s you got hope not for long but i'm, you're, I'm you're there. holding on for dear life <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, this this proves a point to myself that uh, the emo vocalist sound only bothers me when it's in emo music because it sounds awesome in any other form of music. And I think that a lot of that has to do with a lot of the way I felt back then when emo was huge. And I was like, I don't want to listen to these whiny crybabies talk about dumb shit that I don't care about. But I think what when I went back and I started listening to some of Brendan Urie's stuff, like they did solo or like some of the older or the newer like panic stuff, like Death of a Bachelor, when I heard that, I was like, oh no, this guy fucking rocks and he's super talented. And I went back and I started listening to some of that stuff I didn't hadn't listened or given a chance. And I was like, okay, no, these guys are actually dope. And I think this kind of really proves it to me that that style of vocalist only bothered me at the time because I thought it was whiny and like crybaby and like it's it's not it's I mean it is but it's it doesn't mean it's not good 
and like having it outside of that type of music really kind of illuminates that for me. And I said, I would, you know, I'd love to hear Johnny on like a Porter Robinson or like San Holo track um, where they could kind of do that super emotional like electronica and just focus it in, but use his like vocals on a track. Like I, 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 this whole album was like, fuck this, this is so close to being like a Porter Robinson track. It makes me itch. It's just, it it needs to happen. Like I want to hear them collab because it would be epic. I think. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to spam tweet you now, Bill Murray. (laughs) We're going to make it happen. You too, Porter. Like I know Porter's big on social media, so maybe he'll, uh, he'll listen to us. But uh, yeah, you ready to move on? Let's do it. All right. To uh, of all the weird song titles, this is the one that made me feel the most uncomfortable. Really? Keep, I, keeping it beefy. Keeping it beefy. I think the way it looks all smushed together, there's just something unsettling about it. I didn't like it. I think it's a, a little British too. <laughs> keep in it. Yeah. Keep it, in it. It, it beefy? looks. It looks weird. Keep in it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Maybe it's, it's like talking to your dog. Keep uh, in it, beefy. <laughs> I doubt it, but it could be. I, I just I don't know. It made me it made me squirm a little bit. Uh, yeah, but no. the beat is beefy. It is. It is. It's it's a lot of the same we've heard so far. Kind of what I was alluding to last track. It's so we know kind of what the formula is now. But like any smart musician does, they throw in a little bit of a wrinkle to make you to keep to pique your interest again. And it's that electric gu- gu- guitar. That was because I burnt down guitar. So it's electric guitar or a guitar. I'm not sure which. And those sax solos. There's two of them in this song. And it keeps it, this keeps it from blending into the rest of the pack of the album. And, and man, they're just, they're so good. It gives this, this track like some much needed like ass and, and depth. Like there's, they were, cause it was kind of a surface level. Okay. We get it. You know, we're getting towards the end of the album. Like we, we've heard all of your tricks, and then it's like, nope. Here's a fucking super sensual guitar and sax solo back to back. Yes, and it's it's it's, it's so sick. Yeah, it's it's a good track. It's not great, but it is really those those, those two solos. Just man, mwah, beautiful. It, it's just another way of of not going all the way out, mm-hmm. but like keeping it fresh. And like yes. you said, just doing something a little different, especially this late in the album. And I think that's why it's my palate cleanser. Sure. It's a great palate cleanser. We weren't, we, we've done everything. We've, we've done the like, oh, we're going to go straight forward and then we're going to switch it up just a little bit. And this one's just like a little different at the whole song mm-hmm. and not necessarily like, oh, after the second chorus, we're going to do something crazy. Yeah. This one, it just does something a little different the whole song. It's just nice. It's nice. And yeah, I was ready for like a traditional song structure at yeah. this point. Like I don't want something crazy after the second chorus. So I just want to hear like, like what can you do for a straightforward song? Yeah, hey, hey, like, hey, gay. Hey, 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 come on, guy. You've been throwing me around. You've been, you've been putting me through the ring, guy. Put me, give me a traditional song. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's like a, it's like a cold glass of water on like an 84 degree day. Mm-hmm. Like the day wasn't that hateful, but that, that glass of water still tastes pretty damn nice. It slaps. It slaps. <laughs> you didn't um, really need it, but man, does it taste good. It does. So the last track, relaxing box fan sleep ambient sounds number three. Mm-hmm. What a dickhead for that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's I think it might be a play on like old Napster and like LimeWire song for titles because sure. that's what they would look like. Yeah. And I, I, I'm I'm sad it wasn't .mp3 for the song title because that would have really sold that. So I, I don't, don't think he could, he could could he? I don't know why not. I don't know. It's not like it's copied. Maybe he could have. I mean, it might mess up the file name. I don't know. Yeah. But 
Maybe when he saved it, he was like MP3 dot MP3, and he's yeah. like, "No, nah, that doesn't look right." <laughs> <laughs> that's some Let's shit. Number would, three. That's some ADHD shit. I would do. <laughs> I really, I honestly believe I have severe undiagnosed ADHD, and certainly undiagnosed dyslexia, like especially numbers dyslexia. So cool. I'm glad I grew up in the '90s. <laughs> so all my diseases were just all my things wrong with my brain were just like, yeah, he's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> Suck it up. Yeah. What? We're going to give you medicine for it? No way. <laughs> no way, dude. Who's paying the copay? You? What are you, weak? <laughs> Feed you to the wolves. Uh, but the, the intro in the first verse reminds me of Attack Attack circa 2008. Yeah. Even the way he sings is in a higher uh, higher octave than, than the rest of the album. But this chorus, it's got funk, it's got soul, and it's got a little bit of heaviness to mm-hmm. it. The way the, the guitar and the bass and the drums, it just sounds heavy. But it's still got that funk and soul we've heard the whole album. Yeah. And it's just such a heartwarming end to this album, I think. I, I'm just so hyped. After hearing it, I was like, I feel good. I yeah. feel good after this album ends. And there's not many albums you can say, like, I felt good the entire time I listened to this. Yeah, sure. And I think that album length, and I'll get into it here. Like, Well, I'll talk about it in my closing thoughts, actually. But So, yeah, it's like the, the this begins like a – it's almost the drum and bass. It's like the one – bit of electronica we haven't touched yet is drum and bass and so yeah this this beat is very much in that drum and bass feel uh, again kind of hitting on some stuff that like porter's done before kind of that like sped up drum and bass feel uh, and so yeah it's just, i can't get away from it uh just and it just when i thought i was getting bored like they found a way to bring me back like the, the last track i was like ah eh, okay i get it and then this is something completely different so really really cool uh just a good way to end it. It's more staccato than the rest of the album. And I feel like the album needed to end on a high note like this, something completely like frenetic and like high energy and just forward motion constantly. It's just a great way to end. And so, yeah, let's, let's fucking start this shit over and listen to it all over again. Like that, that's all, that's all you can ask from a closing song is to make somebody feel to end with a smile. Right. And not want to, you know, never listen to this album again. Now, that can be a good thing. Like, you know, we've talked about it before. Like, an album is so dense, you just feel like you need to light up a cigarette and and just stare at the ceiling for a little bit. But there's also something, I think it's more traditional to end an album this way. It feels fresh and you feel like you're doing the right thing here. Yeah, I think we were both, I guess I'll get into my closing thoughts. Um, We were both kind of looking for something different and we've been kind of stretching our wings and trying to, the last couple albums we've done have been all from this year. Yeah. And I think it's, it's fun to push ourselves that way and to find albums that are just not traditional and nothing, nothing about this is traditional. Yeah, no, even the length of the songs, the length of the album. And I think that's why I was so drawn to it and why I've listened to it so much is because it's short and it doesn't have to be listened to like in order, but you can hit shuffle and just like write it out. Yeah. And it's, it's fun straightforward and it's fun on shuffle. So <laughs> he's, he's killing me too. So yeah, we, we had to lock the dogs out because they were farting and, <laughs> and playing and we were getting distracted. So we put them outside and then we were more distracted by the fact that the French bulldog was going. <laughs> so if you hear that in the background, it's, it was hard to focus. It was, <laughs> but they're back in now. And so, yeah, they're even more distracting in here as they were out there. If you feel, hear some chains rattling or whatever, it's just Kirby or Diesel being dogs. Yeah. Being doggies. But, uh, yeah, I guess to finish up my closing thoughts, you know, I 
always loved Johnny Frank, and I thought he was such a cool artist. And to hear him doing something that it just sounds like he was meant to do. Yeah. It's so much, it's so delightful, I guess is the best word to put it. Yeah. It's like we always talk about, like, as long as it's earnest, it doesn't matter if it's good or not. Or like, if you like it necessarily, as long as it's earnest, that there's something to be said about that. It's cool to know that like the, the neon shirts and the like headbands and all that stuff kind of wore out Mm -hmm. and all the neon emo crab core shit that was going on back in the screamo days to hear all those guys from that band that were so ridiculed and like given a hard time for that grew up and just made the best fucking music yeah like, i was one of those people too like i, I was legit on like the front lines of like giving people like this shit for the music they were making but they stuck to it and they they ended up making music that was so innovative and yeah. i i can't i can't say how much i i love it because Beartooth makes like pop punk mm-hmm. screamo metal and he's out here doing whatever the f- the hell this is mm-hmm. and I, I live for it so uh what are your closing thoughts uh yeah it's just what a unique experience man i can honestly say like i've never heard anything like this before and there that's that's unique and like i'm like you know i'm 34 i don't want to pretend like i've listened to everything i'm i'm woefully aware of how much music i haven't listened to yeah there's just so much good shit out there but i feel like i've got a decent grasp of like the most kinds of music out there like you know i know there's shit i haven't listened to but this is something i've never quite heard before so um yeah, and I think like seven songs seems short, but I think it was the perfect length for an album like this because, it's, like I said, it was in real danger of like overstaying its welcome, and it, it ended right right when it needed to. Yeah, uh, it's like that friend, like that, like it's like a really fun house guest that knows exactly when to leave. Will like leave your place with enough time for you to take a nap and still enjoy the rest of your night. It's like yeah. We'll hang out, and they're like, as soon as you, as soon as you start to drop even the slightest hint that you're like, hey, I'm getting tired. They're like, they'll excuse themselves because they get it. They they are social aware of what they are, and they know how fun, how what the length of time they are that is fun to be at their your places. It's yeah, yeah. It it almost feels like a mixtape. Yeah, kind of. More uh, more well produced, obviously, and more well put together than a mixtape. But yeah, I can definitely see that. Like as far as like the length and the kind of wackiness of it. Mm So yeah, man. It's uh, if I had to rate this, let's do it. Eight point two out of ten. <whistles> Pretty good. I'm gonna say eight point seven. Eight point seven. That's yeah. also that's, that's better. It's a yeah. lot better. Getting a little closer to an A. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, wow. I can't wait to do another one because he has. I think he has a few. Yeah. Uh, there was one from last year, and I I tried to listen to him, but I was like, you know what? This one came out like two weeks ago. Why not? Yeah. Why I not li- just go for I it? I listened to a couple tracks from the older ones just as it played after this album was done. I was like, okay, yeah, cool. You can you can see where it evolved into this. It wasn't quite this crazy before. So yeah. It'll be interesting to see the genesis of this sound. Mm-hmm. So songs of the show. Yes. We've got a, a few submissions. Yes. Um, I'm going to start with uh, the one that came in first. Old Louie? Yep. Uh, so Louie picked black number one, parentheses, edit by typo negative. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you got the, the email pulled up? Uh, yeah, I can pull it up real quick. Uh, so Louie writes in, uh, it's October, which means it's officially typo negative season. My pick this week is black number one, edit, from their album, least The Least Worst Of. Uh, because I wish to retain my position, I have suggested a four-minute version instead of the eleven. <laughs> so get the I kind of, I kind of got the feel for where it would be yeah, in eleven minutes. It's, it's exactly what I described in Doom Metal last week. It would be that just eleven, like you know, 
yeah nine minutes eight minutes longer <laughs> so um so yeah it's he said, so get in touch with your inner goth kid and with this spooky groove. And it is. It's awesome. It sounds like Nosferatu started a metal band or a, a, like a, a dark yeah, metal it's, band. It's, it's just goofy enough to be charming. And I think that's what all kind of goofy. It made me want to listen to the Misfits again. It made me want to watch Forgetting Sarah Marshall where he <laughs> does the, uh, the, the, the opera. Sure, sure. Or the, uh, the play with his... <laughs> I forget with yeah. the Muppets yeah, and all yeah, that, yeah, but yeah. yeah, that's what it kind of remind me of. Die, die. <laughs> it's like that over dramatic, but like this is this is this is why I was talking about this shit. I love metal for its unabashed goofiness and still trying to be cool while doing it because it works. It it works. This is an absolutely fucking kick ass cool song. When he says Nosferatu, yeah, it's great. <laughs> like, hell yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. They're just <laughs> they're it's like. The nerd we all want to be, but are too afraid to be made fun of for. Like, I have so much respect for people like that because they just fucking live it, man. How old do you think this song is? Because I, it sounded like it could be from like it's older. The 90s. I think, yeah, it's older. I think I don't remember when, but it's older. I believe two thousand six, okay. maybe. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll look it up and I find out. Know, yeah. Uh, the next submission from Benji. Yeah. So <laughs> Ben wanted me to do a cold read on this, so I, I did my best here. Okay. I'm gonna do my best here. Hey guys, I'd like to sincerely apologize for not submitting last week. Last week, truly a poor reflection of my character. And <laughs> as there's a deep drive into left field by Castellanos, it'll be a home run. So that'll be a four run, four zero ball game. Well, good touch, Ben. Yeah, good touch. Uh, we were just talking about that last night as uh, John Gruden got fired for being a bigot. So <laughs> when we talked, to, I was talking about how it's really funny that Nick Castellanos will make sure that Tom Brenneman never gets another job because. People might have forgotten the transgression, but they'll never forget that meme. That's that call made his apology a legend. It would have been a ho hum, just typical dumb shit apology that he, you know, he would have gone to counseling and you know been out of announcing for a couple years. But nobody can hire Tom Brenneman now without no. the, being blown up with that video, which is one of the funniest slash. It was a horrible thing that he said. But it turned into something so joyous and so fun to make fun of. It's fucking hilarious. Anyway, um, that's where that comes from, if you're not aware. Anyway, um, the past three albums have been an awesome ride. Probably no surprise, but Twerp rocked my socks the hardest. Only the Best is one of the best, cheesiest, wholesome bangers I've ever heard. 100% agree. Only the Best. <laughs> Only the Best. That fucking ending. So good. Anyway, <laughs> I listened to Twerp. Almost daily. <laughs> I fucking love Twerp. Uh, they're just so happy. Anyway, uh, my song of the show submission is Timeless by Dr. Fresh, spelled F-R-E-S-H if you want to look them up. So uh, anyway, Fresh has crafted an electro sound based firmly in old school West Coast gangster rap. I uh, think Dr. Dre, if he went the shack route and said, fuck it, I'm an EDM superstar DJ now. He's rocketing up my charts and his latest single Timeless is one of several reasons why. And this song sounds like it could have been from like 90s California rap for yeah, sure. Yeah, I think that's exactly what Ben described here. So, I, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the whoever was rapping on this track. I think they're kind of corny, but the sound of this track is really good. Yeah. I mean, not everybody can be a great rapper. And this guy's certainly better than I am. So, you, you get a pass when the beat's that. Yeah, good. yeah. And again, he's not a bad rapper. He's just not somebody I would listen to on their own, probably. Mm uh but yeah no awesome track and i did actually this is the first time ever i've listened to every song of the show not true what we got a late submission well 
Go fuck yourself. That's what Alec gets for submitting it six minutes ago. (laughs) Uh, So next up is Mason Miller says, Up Granville by Peach Pit. Mm -hmm. It came out October 1st. So it's pretty recent. Brand new. Brand, brand new. Um, I didn't know Peach Pit was making new music, so nope. it was cool to uh, listen to it. And it's got this like real, like um, I don't even know how to describe it, like a very like soft vibe. It's very Mason Miller, if, if you know Mason at all and the shit that he listens to. It, 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 this didn't surprise me when I saw this come up. It's got like that indie rock fall, like, ooh, a leaf hit my shoe, yeah. and I'm okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, didn't, it didn't scuff my shoes, so it's okay. Uh, I've never once given thought to any leaf hitting my shoe. <laughs> yeah. A leaf is like flying, and just like lands on your shoe, and you're yeah, like, think of the, okay. be- the you know the bag from American what is it American Beauty or American Pie? What did no American Beauty? American Beauty, is, yeah. American Pie is something completely different. <laughs> yeah, pre- pretty much the same movie. Uh, so uh, the next one. Uh, Alex Sullivan says Sunflower by Rex Orange County. I didn't listen to that one. That was not on the playlist. So I didn't listen to, I didn't, there was two songs I didn't listen to. I yeah. apologize, dear listeners. And that's okay. Cause uh, like I said, we just got it a few minutes ago and I'm excited to listen to it. Cause Alec always has his, his hand on the pulse of what's cool. And he's way cooler than we are. Yeah. Alec is not chuggy in the slightest, even no. though he probably thinks he's the most chuggy. He's not, he's, yeah. he's in touch. He was never like a stereotypical anything. So he can't be chewy. No. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are just becoming caricatures of ourselves. Just, we're just, yep. We're the stereotypical older people getting aging. Uh, this is a fucking horrible sentence. <laughs> <laughs> this is, we're, this is <laughs> we're aging and not trying to cling on to that youth. And it yeah. just looks desperate. Yeah. Oh, um, I have a story to tell regarding this, okay. by the way. I, I decided my life was over yesterday. Uh, I woke up in extreme back pain because I'm old and I think I need a new mattress. Uh, so I went, as soon as I got out of bed, like three hours later, I decided I was going to go to Walmart and get some back pain patches because my back hurt. As I'm bending down to get my back pain patches, a woman no younger than 74 walks up behind me and says, Oh, you too, huh? And I said, well, this, this fucking sucks. I've got the back of a 74-year-old woman. And here we are commiserating over our bad backs in Man. the pharmacy section of Walmart. And I wanted to, I just, I, my soul left my body. Yeah, that's not good. Nope. I'm officially just a shitty old man with a shitty body. Yeah. She did. She probably didn't know she ruined your day. She just, she felt good to have some solidarity. Yeah, she was like, "Oh man, look at this young man. He's got back. I feel twenty uh, years young younger. whippersnappers. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you took it as like, oh no, I'm I old? I bolted out of there. Yeah, I, as I was walking, I didn't want to be rude. But I was like, yeah, every day, and just <laughs> bolted out of there as quick as my old fucking bones would take me. <laughs> So yeah, anyway, this is to continue the theme of this episode. I'm an old piece of shit. <laughs> but but um, thanks to everyone that submitted. Uh, it, it makes for a really fun playlist. Yeah. And uh, it's it's fun to like, after we listen to our album, it's fun to get some different things mm-hmm. and kind of keep things fresh. And uh, in, in the show notes, you'll see all your submissions. And then it's obviously in the playlist as well. Uh, we're going to get into our picks real quick. I'll yep. let you go first. Uh, so my first one is Remember by Becky Hill and David Guetta, which I think is hilarious because instead of like, you know, how normally like if somebody does a beat for you, it'd be like featuring this person. It, no, it just says and David Guetta. <laughs> it's normally like a David Guetta song with someone. on Yeah, it. right. So this is this is a this is from Becky Hill's album. So I think that's why she did it that way. It just it just seemed so strange to see it. But this song fucking kicks ass. It's great. The chorus is amazing. It's like. If you've ever listened to Dave Guetta and any of his features, he's really good at like writing pop beats. 
that are really dancey and not like overly EDM. They're super accessible. Uh, Geta is really, really good. I used to hate him, but the more I listen to him, the more I really, really like him and I respect what he does. And I was really close to picking this album for our next album, but I, I was looked at Becky Hill's plays and bed made a good point. Like she's not really known anywhere outside of the EDM community, but she's been doing features for, uh, I don't know, like five, six years now. And one of them has uh, uh, 665 million plays. So almost, almost, no, almost a billion plays. So it's, 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 uh, it's closer to a billion than it is a million for sure. So yeah. <laughs> that's a lot it's a lot and uh i just like i don't think she needs us I th- we, don't, I, we don't need to boost up becky hill this fucking album is great though if you if you love dance pop this shit is the best that's out there mm. it, it really is it's it's banger after banger after banger the tri- the songs don't get old they're quick they're like three to four minutes it's it's really really fucking good uh, this is this is what gives me hope because i was like okay i still do like music that like is not chewy <laughs> yeah yeah and i i really liked it too i thought it was like oh this is not a song i would expect you to pick yeah well i, I the reason i picked it i was like oh these lyrics in this chorus are so dylan as soon as i heard when i wake up and i see that your name is on all my phone or whatever the lyric is it's like yep that's that's some that's a lyric dylan would fucking eat the shit out of oh yeah yeah if I, I think we should just start becoming like or talking about seventeen year old me as like the worst possible version of myself. That I don't think like so. I don't think super so. Super pining and emo and we were all there at one point. Yeah. But mine was just like way exaggerated. Well for it's some just reason. fun it's just fun more fun to pick on you because you still listen to that same type of music. Yeah. And you I mean you're not that. You're the, one of the happiest people I've ever met in my life. <laughs> it's uh it's just funny to think about sad boy Dill. And it, you know, that stuff it's just good it's a good lyric. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I was joking. My, my heart, my it, soul. But I don't know. I, I know it's something that you would really connect to. Like, yeah. I know you would know what that feels like. And yeah. Everybody does, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, it's great, great, great fucking song. Listen to it if you want. Yeah. Uh, my song of the show, "Swimmer" by A Great Big Pile of Leaves. Mm-hmm. I think it's my second song by them. Uh, it's just their first album in eight years, so I was really excited for the album. I love the album art, by the way. I don't know why. It's just but, really cool. And it's happy. Just, yeah, they they do such a good job of just like. It's not gonna set your world on fire, but you're like, this is perfect. Yeah. This is like it makes it makes perfect sense for this time of year. You see leaves on the ground, you're like, I want to listen to a great big pile of leaves. This is the shit that would be in any indie movie. Mm-hmm. You would be like, oh, that's a really cool song. Maybe yeah. I'll look that up. These like 17 year old kids just graduated high school and they're going on a road trip. That's yeah. what I picture. The name of the movie is just a a city, comma state. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, they don't know what they're gonna do after high school. Yeah, uh, but. Yeah, this song is just, it's exactly what you needed. And coincidentally, I saw uh, them open for Say Anything of all bands. Interesting. That's not. It didn't make sense at the time. Interesting mix, yeah. But it was just one of those cool bands that uh, I'm glad I I got to stick around. And that's the beauty of social media was I've followed them on Twitter for I don't know how long. Mm -hmm. And then seeing them post about a new album, I'm like, oh, I forgot I followed them, you know? (laughs) Right. Um, So, yeah, those are our songs of the show. Yes. like I said, check out our playlist, and uh, it'll have everything on there. And you can also click the songs individually if you're interested. Uh, do you ha- What's your album for next week? Uh, so I went, again, I was really, really, I went through, I texted you and Ben, or really our group chat with Louie as well. Like, I've just been vibing by myself in my bed for like four hours, listening to Becky Hill and like other EDM. Yeah. 
And I, so I was, I was really in an EDM mood and I was like, I got, I really want to do an EDM album, but it's so hard because EDM artists don't fucking release albums. It's just singles. And even when they do release like EPs, it's just the single and then remixes of that single. Like, fuck, God damn it. It's so frustrating because I really want to do more EDM on the show because I do love it. And I feel myself getting back into like an EDM kind of space, like where I, I hadn't really listened to a whole lot of it for the last, I don't know, like year pretty much. Yeah. Uh, since we did the Daft Punk album, that's the, like, really the last EDM I really listened to in heavy rotation. And I just, I'm feeling back into that pocket, but I decided, you know what? Fuck it. No, I'm going to try it. Cause I tried to do this last week too. I really wanted to do, I want to do more international artists and kind of, cause there's no way you and I have ever heard anybody from like even Britain. Like there's just so many recording artists like Becky Hill is one of those. She's huge in Britain, but not necessarily here. So she was like finished fourth on the voice UK whatever i mean whatever anyway yeah. um my point is i i really wanted to do like a f- true jazz album just to see if i really did like jazz at this point in my life because I, I i don't know five even like two or three years ago like now fucking way i would listen to a jazz album on my own so i found a an artist from there there's a quintet from or no sorry quartet from japan um they're named tokonoma they're one of the few artists, like Japanese artists, I could find that their their song titles were in English, <laughs> so that was a big part of why I picked them. <laughs> but they're also like legitimately cool. Like, and, and there's, I, was, I wrote in the group chat too. Like, if there's one thing I've learned from playing like video games and watching anime, it's that there's there's this really cool style of Japanese jazz that's like really funky, and they're really good at it. It's a you know, it's an it's it stems from like African American culture, and it's really part of like American culture. So it's cool to see a culture so far removed from where that came from doing it so well. And there's a lot of really cool Japanese jazz artists out there and they just have a really cool feel for it. Uh, so yeah, it's it's Vista by the band Tokonoma. I can't wait to listen to it through uh, again because I listened to it last night again. It's another seven, seven album or seven track album. So it's going to be a quick, I think it's like 20 minutes long. So it's not going to overwhelm you with jazz, which is another th- reason why I picked it. I was like, okay, cool. Perfect length. Uh, we can kind of stretch this out a little bit. It's instrumental, mm-hmm. so we don't have to worry about lyrics. So <laughs> right up my alley. Uh, yeah, and I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, it's I'm, I'm excited. I've never listened to them before until literally yesterday. So And you've never listened to them as far as I know. So. No. <laughs> yep. Uh, so yeah, get excited. Yep. We're, we're doing Japanese jazz next week, folks. Japanese jazz. Um, so... Yeah, check out our social media. We're on Instagram at Off the Beaten Clef. Our Twitter is at Off Clef. Uh, our TikTok is at Off the Beaten Clef Pod. And we also have a YouTube channel, Off the Beaten Clef. Yes. Um, uh, we, I know we've been talking shit about doing video for a while now. We do have a camera. We both have ring lights now. We're going to set it up to hopefully some point soon. Uh, it'll probably still be a while before I get good enough at editing video because I've never done it before. Yeah. <laughs> before I learn how to make, make it look good and stuff like that. And we got to decide, you know how we want to do it shit like that but we're we're on our way so yeah and if you guys have ideas for for things for videos and stuff that you want to you want to see from us uh let us know so yeah and i have the idea of you know our audience submissions we instead of just talking about them we do like a react channel like a little side part of our youtube channel where we just we listen to songs of the show and we react to them live on camera and talk about them in the moment you know do little 10 15 20 minute videos on each song and yeah go from there yeah you gotta hit that that ten minute mark for YouTube videos. That's where you get all your AdSense revenue from. So yeah, but we're really excited about uh, everything we got going on, guys. So uh, we appreciate your your input and and keeping it fun. So uh, thanks. thanks. See you next week. Bye.